This is Avery After Dark, and I am your host, Avery Ross. Happy October to you. It is our time to shine. This time of year, we can watch and listen to all the scary stuff we want, and no one can say a thing. Let's be honest, though. We do this all year round. Am I right? But there is just nothing better than curling up on a chilly night with a scary movie. It's the best. Speaking of scary stories, today's episode is a story time. It's supernatural, it's a mystery, and it'll hopefully leave you with goosebumps. So get cozy, sit back, and let me tell you a story. This is The Girl in the Red Dress. It was Tristan's first week at Barry College in Georgia. He grew up in Savannah and was excited for a fresh start at Barry, commonly known as one of the most beautiful and historic colleges in America. Tristan was the only one of his friends heading there in the fall. The rest were headed to University of Georgia. Tristan considered joining them, but wanted to head out on his own, pave his own way. He was excited to make a new set of friends and get out of his comfort zone. But that was easier said than done. It was his first week of classes, and so far, he was having a rough time. His roommate he was assigned to was named Derek, and safe to say the two didn't have much in common. Derek was very quiet and kept to himself and his video games. So Tristan spent that first week pretty much alone. He went through the motions, syllabus week, attended his classes, tried to get settled in, but was starting to get homesick. It didn't help that every time he got onto Instagram, he saw his high school friends all together, all having a blast. He couldn't ignore the sinking feeling he had. Maybe he had made a huge mistake coming here. A weekend, lonelier than ever, and no friends. What if he made the wrong choice? He began to doubt it all. That was, until he met her. One evening, Tristan decided to take a walk around the university, get a feel for his new home. To be honest, he really had nothing else to do. His roommate Derek was headfirst into a video game, and he wanted to remind himself why he chose the school. The reason was because Barry was absolutely beautiful. It's regarded as the world's largest college with 27,000 acres of historic charm. The school was founded in 1902 and beautiful stone buildings lined the campus. He was about 20 minutes into exploring when he turned right down a corridor to spot the most beautiful girl sitting on a bench at the end of the way. There was no one else around. He continued down the walkway until she finally looked up at him and the two locked eyes. Tristan, seeing how stunning she was, obviously got nervous. He did have a quick thought to hook a left out of there ASAP. Come on, man, say something to her, he thought to himself. He mustered up the courage and slowly made his way down to her. Some campus, huh? He said. It is, she said, smiling. Hi, I'm Tristan Chambers, he said. I'm Josephine Whitlock, she said back. Josephine had shoulder-length wavy brown hair and kind blue eyes. She sat there in a red dress, and Tristan was transfixed. There was something undeniably magnetic about her. I'm a freshman, just moved in last week. How about you? Tristan asked. I'm a sophomore, Josephine answered. Nice, maybe you can offer some pointers to the new guy, he said laughing. Can I sit? She waved her hand for him to take a seat, and the two got to talking. Tristan told her that he was from Savannah. Josephine said she was from the area, and her family lived a few streets over on Primrose Lane. She was the oldest of three sisters and spoke lovingly about her mom and dad. And there they sat, on that bench. Josephine told him all about the campus, the history of the school. Tristan was excited. He had finally made his first friend. In the midst of their conversation, a young guy came bouncing down the walkway right past the two. Hey dude, you have any idea where the library is? 
Been trying to find it all night, but this place is huge. Trying to get there before they close, he said, scratching his head. Hey, yeah, no problem. It's just down that way, and then take a left, Tristan said, pointing as Josephine sat there quietly. Thanks, man. Hey, you look familiar. Are you a freshman? I think you're in my history class. Tuesdays at noon? I'm Mac, he said. Yeah, I am. Nice to meet you, man. I'm Tristan. The two waved each other goodbye as Mac scurried down the walkway. Looks like you made a friend tonight, Josephine said. Tristan laughed. I think I made two, smiling at her. I should be on my way, Josephine said as she stood up. Tristan quickly scrambled. He knew he had to see her again. Uh, would you like to get together again sometime? He blurted out, praying she would say yes. Tomorrow night, here, same time, she asked. It's a date, Tristan said. Uh, can I walk you back home? I'd be happy to. Josephine laughed and said, thank you, but no. She pointed at the women's dorm just down the way. I live on the fourth floor in Vivian Hall, so not a far walk. Oh, great. I live just down that way in Johnson Hall, Tristan said. Josephine nodded, turned, and walked back down the corridor until she was out of sight. There was something about her. Something special. He got back to his dorm later and had to look her up, but couldn't find her anywhere on any social media, which honestly made him like her all the more. The next day, all he could think about was Josephine. The clock seemed to be moving in slow motion, but finally it was time. He put on a nice button-down and jeans and made his way back to the bench. And there she was. He walked over and the two sat there again, talking about everything, really. Classes, music they enjoy. Josephine was really easy to talk to. She made him feel less lonely in this brand new place, and they just clicked. To be honest, this past week I didn't think I'd last here. Thought maybe I'd made the wrong choice coming here, Tristan told her. You'll do great here. I know you will, just give it a chance, Josephine continued. You're lucky, you have so much time. Uh, so do you, you're only a sophomore, he said jokingly as Josephine quickly looked down. A crowd of college kids walked by in the distance, the echo of their laughter filling the quad. Must be some party going on. Maybe it would be fun for us to go to, Tristan asked. I can't, Josephine said. You should go, though. No way, I'm hanging here with you, Tristan said and smiled. Josephine then said she should be going. Tristan suggested they should meet again, and Josephine reluctantly agreed. But her mood had changed. Something shifted, and Tristan noticed it but brushed it off. The next evening, Tristan got ready again. Tonight, he was determined to ask Josephine out on a real date. Maybe dinner? Or no, wait, maybe a movie. He weighed his options and contemplated how he would ask her out officially as he walked back down the corridor. This time, he turned a corner and was surprised to see that he was the first one there this time. He sat down on the bench and waited. And waited. He checked his phone. Ten minutes turned to twenty. Twenty minutes turned to forty. Where was she? He wondered. He stood up, looked up and down the walkways, but only saw other students passing by. No Josephine. After an hour passed and no sign of her, Tristan eventually made the somber walk back to his dorm. Did I get the time wrong? He wondered. He was bummed. He really wanted to see her and didn't even have her number to give her a call. Later that night, Tristan was half asleep when he heard a tapping on his window. He lived on the first floor of the dorm, so he had a direct view of the courtyard. And then again. He pushed himself out of bed and walked over to the window, pulled the curtain aside, and standing on the other side of the window was Josephine. Hey, what are you doing here? Tristan said in a low-toned voice as to not wake up Derek, who was sleeping on the other side of the room. I just wanted to say goodbye to you, Tristan, Josephine said. 
Goodbye? What are you talking about? And where were you earlier? I went to our spot and you weren't there, Tristan said as he heard Derek waking up. Hang on, stay right there, he motioned to Josephine through the window. I'll come out and we can talk. Josephine slowly nodded. Tristan grabbed his room key, quickly put on his shoes, ran down the hallway, and flew out the double doors. He rounded the corner to the courtyard, but she was gone. Josephine, Tristan yelled out. Hello? The courtyard was eerily quiet, only the sounds of crickets in the distance. He waited outside for a bit, checked around the dorm, but there was no sign of her. It was like she disappeared. He eventually went back inside and laid in bed, positioned so he could still see out the window, hoping that she would come back, but she never did. And as he laid there, he realized he never told Josephine what room number he was in. How did she know where he lived? What did she mean by goodbye? And where did Josephine disappear to? And now, just a quick word from today's sponsors. You're back with Avery After Dark. The next day, Tristan went to student services, determined to get Josephine's dorm info so he could talk to her, or at least leave her a note with his number so they could meet up again. He knew she was in Vivian Hall, but what room? Her name is Josephine Whitlock. She's a sophomore, he told the Barry College front desk secretary. Is there any way I can get her dorm room number? I'm sorry, we don't give out students' room numbers, you know, for safety reasons, the secretary told him. I understand, it's just, we're friends, and she stopped by my dorm room late last night and sounded strange, Tristan said. Strange how? Was she in danger? The secretary asked. No, I don't think so, it was just... Never mind, thanks. Tristan turned and left. Later that afternoon, he walked over and waited outside Vivian Hall, hoping to catch Josephine coming in or out. Time passed, and girls came and went. No Josephine. Are you lost? You do know this is a girls-only dorm, right? A voice from behind Tristan said. He whipped around to see a girl his age holding a stack of books about to walk inside. She had short blonde hair and couldn't have been more than 5'3", a little spitfire. Hey, no, I'm not lost. I'm waiting for someone. A friend that lives here on the fourth floor named Josephine, Tristan said. Hmm, well, I live on the fourth floor. You promise you're not a weirdo? She laughed. I'll let you up and you can see if she's home, she said. Thanks so much. I'm Tristan, he said. I'm Casey, she said back as she waved her key fob over the door to unlock it. The two walked into Vivian Hall, hit the elevator and tapped four. The elevator door swung open to a long L-shaped hallway with all the residents' names displayed on their doors. What's her name again? Casey asked. Josephine Whitlock, Tristan said back. I've never heard of her, but you're cute. So I'll help you look, she said as she dropped her books by her door. The two walked up and down the hallway, but after 20 minutes of searching, they couldn't find anyone by that name anywhere on the floor. Are you sure you have the right name and floor? Casey asked. Yeah, I thought so, Tristan said. Well, thanks for helping me look. I'll see you around. See ya, Casey said. Tristan walked home thoroughly puzzled and frustrated. The next couple days, he made a point to check their spot on the bench to see if Josephine was ever there, but she wasn't. It was like she just vanished. A few days passed, and Tristan began feeling that sense of loneliness again. Tuesday eventually came, and he had his noon history class. He walked in and saw Max seated already. He waved him over to sit by him. Hey, man, Tristan said, popping into his seat. Hey, thanks for the help the other night. Made it to the library just in time, Max said, tapping his history book. No worries, Tristan said, looking down. You all right? Mac asked. Yeah, just bummed out, I guess. 
You know that girl I was talking to the other night when he walked past? She was really special, but has gone off the grid. I can't get a hold of her anywhere, Tristan said. Mac paused for a second, then said, What girl? Tristan looked at him as he sat with a blank stare. The girl in the red dress? Sitting next to me on the bench when we met? Brown hair? Beautiful? You don't remember her? Tristan asked. Uh, I don't remember her, because there was no girl there. When I talked to you that night, you were sitting alone, Max said confidently. No, no, she was there, Tristan said adamantly. I don't know how to tell you this, man, but you're wrong. You were alone that night. There was no one else there, Max said. None of this made any sense. The rest of class was a blur. Tristan sat there, not paying attention, as his head spun in a million different directions. Mac didn't see her? How could that be? As soon as class let out, Tristan made his way back to student relations to find that same secretary sitting there. You're back, she said, peering up for her glasses as she rifled through some papers on her desk. Hi. Yes. I need your help, Tristan said. I know you can't give me any personal information, but can you at least tell me one thing? If my friend is even still enrolled here, I haven't been able to track her down anywhere. Please, he begged her. Fine. What's her name again? She asked. Josephine Whitlock, Tristan said as she punched her name into the computer. She looked at the screen and then tilted the computer so he could see. The page read, Josephine Whitlock. No results found. (sighs) That is so weird, Tristan said. I guess she transferred out. You said you just met her here, and she said she was a student? The secretary asked. Yes, she said she was a sophomore here, Tristan answered. I'm sorry, but that can't be, she said. Why not? These results show any student, active, transferred, or dropped out, registered in the last 10 years. I'm sorry, but there's no record of a Josephine Whitlock enrolled here, she said. Tristan walked out of the building, unsure of what to make of any of this. To be honest, he was stunned. It didn't make sense. He knew Josephine. He talked to her. But that strange visit from her that night, no trace of Josephine at the dorms, Max says that he never even saw her, and now there's no record of her even attending the school. Everyone and everything was pointing to the idea that Josephine never even existed. The next day, he suddenly remembered something Josephine said in their conversation. She said her family lived a few streets over, Out of sheer desperation and to prove to himself that he wasn't nuts, he looked into the local registry and was excited to see a Whitlock family that lived on Primrose Lane, just a few streets over from the college, just as Josephine had told him. There she is, he excitedly said to himself. He quickly dialed the number, eager to finally get a hold of Josephine. He was looking forward to getting to the bottom of everything. Where did she disappear to, and why? The line rang twice when a woman picked up the phone. Hello, said the voice on the other end. Hi, is this the Whitlock residence? Tristan asked. It is. I'm Norma Whitlock. What can I do for you? The woman said. Amazing. Can I please speak with Josephine? He said. The phone went silent. Hello? Tristan asked. Is this some kind of a prank? Norma said. What? No. I'm a friend of Josephine's. I met her the other night on campus. She was awesome, and I just wanted to see if I could talk with her, make sure she's okay, he said. Another long pause. 
Tristan froze as the next few words hit his ears. That's impossible, she said. My daughter Josephine died in 1972 in a hit-and-run accident on campus when she was walking to class, she said. This time, it was Tristan who went silent on the other end of the phone. And now just another quick word from today's sponsors. You're back with Avery After Dark. Everything started to click. Josephine was real. Their conversation was real. It was all real. It's just the girl he spoke to was a ghost. He tried to quickly collect his thoughts. Ma'am, you had a really lovely daughter. I just thought you should hear that. I'm really sorry to have bothered you, Tristan said. Yes, she was. She was friends with everyone. Went out of her way to make people feel special, Norma said. I miss her every day. The two hung up, as Tristan said to himself, so do I. He did some digging and found some old newspaper articles posted online from the accident. The articles read, Sophomore Barry student killed in a hit-and-run accident, campus in shock and grief. Josephine Whitlock, 19, was tragically struck and killed in a hit-and-run accident during the first week of her second year at Barry. Suspect is in custody. The man who hit and killed Josephine was a drunk driver and was later convicted of a hefty sentence for her death. He read up and found that she did live on the fourth floor of Vivian Hall when she died, and she hadn't been a student there for decades, which is why she wasn't in their system anymore. The depth of it all sunk in. Josephine's comment about not having enough time, it all made sense. This was the first and last supernatural experience that Tristan ever had. Growing up in the South, ghost stories were a normal thing. The Southern history of Savannah, Georgia, he grew up hearing ghost stories, but never experienced anything like this, not until Josephine. She taught him a valuable lesson, appreciating where you are in life. Here Tristan was, doubting if he even wanted to stay at Barry, while Josephine would have done anything for more time here on Earth. Her days were cut tragically too short. And that night, when Josephine saw that group of college kids out having fun and Tristan staying behind with her, she knew she needed to let him go. Tristan finished his four years at Barry, and just like Josephine said, he did great there. She was right. He ended up becoming fast friends with Mac. The two became inseparable. He even ended up falling in love there, too, with a beautiful girl named Casey. Yes, that Casey the one who helped him try and find Josephine that day. Tristan couldn't help but feel like if he hadn't met Josephine, maybe he wouldn't have connected with Mac and Casey. Josephine made Tristan feel not so alone. During some tough times throughout his four years, Tristan would go and sit on their bench, but he never saw Josephine again. And on graduation day, his last day at school before moving back to Savannah, Tristan went to their spot. I just wanted to say goodbye to you, Josephine. Tristan said. To the girl in the red dress, thank you. I hope you're at peace. And he knew that she heard him, wherever she was. The Girl in the Red Dress is an Avery After Dark original. I wrote it, and it's my favorite kind of story, a bit of mystery, a bit of supernatural. And it's inspired by my own experiences with loved ones that I have lost through tough periods in my life, I know they have visited me when I've needed them and their presence has made me feel a lot less alone. My grandma, who I was really close with, passed a couple years ago and 
About a year and a half later, I was kind of in one of those points where I was feeling lost. I really needed some guidance. And I remember falling asleep one night and having the most real feeling dream I have ever had in my life. And by that, I mean it felt like I was awake. And in the dream, it was my grandma and I, and we were sitting on this bench. We were in this really beautiful park, and it was just the two of us. And in the dream, we just talked, and it was the most peaceful conversation. And like I said, it felt so real. It felt like the million conversations I had had with her while she was still alive. And when I woke up the next morning, I felt so at peace and just like everything is going to be okay. I just know it was Mammers, or Mama, as I lovingly nicknamed her, coming to visit me and giving me some wisdom from beyond. I personally think it's amazing that although our loved ones may not be here with us anymore, they are still very much around us in everything that we do looking out for us. And boy, don't we need it. If you all have had any similar experiences, I would love to hear them. Those kinds of stories just make my heart feel so good. I so hope you all enjoyed the story. If you did, make sure to leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts and share this podcast with your friends, family, coworkers. It really helps out so much. If you want this episode and all episodes ad-free and to support the Avery After Dark podcast, join the Patreon. I am linking it in the show notes. Three bucks a month. That's it. What a deal. I'm also linking all the socials in the show notes, so make sure you are following along for all the latest. I hope you all have such a great week, and I'll see you next episode.